ओम श्री साई राम प्रशांति संदेश साई पर्ल्स ऑफ विजडम वेलकम्स यू स्वामी वॉज लाइक एनी अदर ऑर्डनरी बॉय वेरी ह्यूमरस एंड प्लेफुल एवरी वन इन द मैरिज पार्टी इंस्टेंटली लाइक डिम स्वामी डेमोन्स्ट्रेटेड ए शैडो प्ले ऑफ एनिमल्स एंड बर्ड्स on the white wall with his hands people especially children enjoyed it very much tolosema an elderly lady was 80 years old at the time of uh, the author uh, the, the narrator who narrated all this uh, episode when swami came to the marriage function on the first day he sat on the marriage hall sat in the marriage marriage hall many people did not know in the beginning who this boy was nor did anyone bother much about him suddenly her grandmother rushed towards him and caught hold of his small feet it was intriguing to many an 80 year old lady catching this boy's feet my grandmother i mean the one who narrated all this uh, episode her grandmother 8 year old about whom i have been mentioning she was crying swami took her head both his hands and gently stroked it all over from then on her grandmother never had to suffer any more pain in fact she was suffering from this excruciating pain before after the touch of swami that pain vanished completely whenever he visited weddings people used to forget about the wedding and throng around him baba's bangalore visits had created quite a sensation the good word spread and many more devotees from bangalore started visiting puttaparthi among others who came to baba in 1944 were raval sashgir rao cmh ranjot singh ankamma captain tangavelu modaliyar and eh tirumal rao It was about this time that the first book on Sai Baba was published. This book in Telugu was entitled Sai Shin Charitra. Adar Kondappa, who happened to be the school teacher of Bhagavan, Subhanacharya also had taught uh, in the eighth standard in the board elementary school. Okapatnam. A little later, he heard Sai Baba's devotion to Sri Desai of his complete transformation from a simple, unostentatious student into an altogether different miracle worker. He grew very eager to meet him. The superficial observers, Baba might have seemed to be a mad boy, but Subhanacharya's first impression. of the lad was that he was a great devotee
like Prahlada. However, as days passed on and Subhanachal's visits to Puttaparthi became more frequent, he gradually became convinced that Sai Baba was not an ordinary human being, but a boy endowed with supernatural powers. One day, we see Kondappa and Subhanacharya, both happened to be his teachers, came to Puttaparthi to satisfy their long-time desire to know about the early life of Shirdi Sai Baba because the available books threw no light on this unknown period. They were wonderstruck when Sai Baba revealed that he was Shirdi Sai Baba himself. He also asked them to stay there for the night when he would narrate his life story, granting them their heart's wish even before asking. During that momentous night, they heard the story of Shirdi Sai Baba from such a Sai Baba who gave them, in addition, the darshan of his previous incarnation in flesh and blood. See that. At Bukapatnam, T. Vishwanatha Rao of Anantapur was destined to see Baba earlier in the summer of 1944. Rao would recall later how a, as a young boy he had his first darshan of Baba. He would describe Baba as a young lad of light brown complexion in his late teens, short of stature, lean with well-groomed but slightly curly hair. He wrote a cotton, well, uh, he wore a cotton grey coloured kurta reaching down to the middle of the thighs and a cotton dhoti. He had a wooden sandals and was uh, at the head of a small group of five or six children and elders. Rao's sister, Kalavatamma, sat down on the floor, stretching her legs, and thought to herself that Baba looked like a madman with a strange hairstyle. Baba approached her and asked, Am I mad? Tell me, am I mad? Surprised and flustered by Baba's sudden question, she hurriedly said, No, no, I never said that. But as she was replying, she realized that Baba was merely reflecting her thoughts. He certainly could read her mind, to say the least. <coughs> Rao had lost his baggage on his way to Mukhapatnam. But sure enough, as, he, as Baba predicted, he received his lost baggage by the same evening. In an interview with the family, Baba blessed them with Vibhuti Prasadam and directed them in their search for a suitable match for Rao's sister, Kalavatamma. He also promised to visit their house in Anantapur, which he did. Baba arrived at T. Chidambaraya, Rao's father, residence at Anantapur from Kadiri. At about noon time on the sacred Jesta Purnima day, that is on Monday, the 5th May, 
This was during the Second World War. To save fuel, vehicle motors had been converted into coal-fired steam engines. Baba was given the privilege of sitting next to the driver. The bus stopped right in front of Shidambaraya's house. Baba wore a kurta, a dhoti and wooden sandals. After lunch and a brief rest, he called the family for an interview. He appeared to know every nook and corner of the house. The family offered worship to him during his brief stay of three days. He even exorcised Chidambaraya's daughter Kalavatamma and daughter-in-law Narasamma, both of whom were believed to have been under the influence of evil spirits. Evil spirits. That's how the man, the Rao narrates this. The process was very elaborate, ritualistic in those days. Both my sister, sister-in-law were called in. It appears he pulled out a, a small hair and he did so. And he wound it around a silver wire rod. The length of the hair was astonishingly long, a few meters, having been pulled out from the vortex of the head. Neither of them had any pain. It was later sealed in a locket of silver as a talisman, and each of them was asked to wear it around the neck. The lockets given to them remained throughout their lives. That night, the whole family slept very soundly and could have could get up only in the late hours of the morning. But Baba got up early, cleaned the premises, had his bath and kept hot water ready for their bath. He also placed coconut and other things at the doorway of the main entrance and performed puja. He said that he had driven away the evil spirits and they could live free from fear from then on. Baba's relationship with the family was very informal. The family would sit around him and attend to things like arranging a seat cushion or driving away flies or mosquitoes. In the middle of his talk, he would often abruptly go into very deep sleep and those around would pre prevent others from disturbing him. There were huge crowds of people eager to see Baba, so much so that one day during dinner, Chidambaraya, Chidambaraya's wife, Subbamma, closed the door of the house to keep visitors out. out. Baba insisted the doors be opened. The lady protested, saying that she had prepared food for only 50 people, whereas the crowds outside consisted of more than 200 people. Baba went to the kitchen, removed the lids, covering the dishes, sprinkled water on them and asked her to serve the food to all devotees. To everybody's surprise, a large 
surplus of food remained even after all the devotees had their fill. Three months later, in August and September, Baba decided to tour the Guti Taluk. He started from a small village called Illur, situated five kilometers from Kallur. Railway station on the Guntakal-Bangalore line on the south bank of the river Penar. This to give you idea of Guti Taluk. Huge crowds began to stream into the house of the local village officer Karnam Adinarayan Rao with whom Baba was staying. Pamidi was a town located on the northern bank of the river consisting of businessmen and known as uh, a commercial center. Though Baba camped in Illur for 15 days, he did not visit Pamidi. Baba himself used to lead the bhajans most of the time. Rao was staying at his uncle's house at Pamidi and was trekking to Illur for darshan. On one such occasion, he sang two devotional songs from the classic movie Bhaktapotana, which was very popular then. From then on, Baba began to call Rao Patala Abbai, a singer, a singer boy. A singer boy. That's how Swami has been, uh, has been of immense help to local villagers, leading them towards the spiritual path. Not only that, Swami helped everybody, giving them a relief from the influence of evil spirits. Those days, people suffered heavily because of these evil spirits. Swami was of great help. He was a reliever. He cured all of them permanently, once for all. These are all the episodes where we find Swami extending His help and succor to all who sought His refuge. That's the um, old narration of His contribution to the local people. Baba suddenly left for Anantapur all alone one day, followed close on his heels by members of Karnam's family protesting vehemently against his unannounced decision to go back. Baba was unmoved and went on. At Anantapur, however, he agreed to stay with one of, one of the Karnam's relatives. To allay the fear of Karnam's family that his sudden departure spelled some calamity, Baba returned to Illur before coming back to Anantapur, where he again stayed for a few days. Well, we'll continue this in the next session. Thank you for your time.